tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make Your Day Count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In the Word of God. Yesterday was an awesome word, Dan. And if you haven't tuned in yesterday, then we'll tell you to go to the archive and find yesterday's teaching and listen to that because it's the foundation of every day. We're building on it. So please. And we all, I also would encourage you to invite someone to tune in for the remaining part of this week and listen to this teaching. Because this is our time around this time. 40 days after the death and the crucifixion, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came back, he, he stayed around for 40 days. And what he stayed around for? Proving that he is who he say he is. He showed himself to so many so that there can be no doubt. And that's why today we have no doubt that Jesus Christ is his son. Of the living God. He, he crucified and buried and rose again for my sin, for your sin. And that comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, again starting at verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved if you hold fast that word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. So as it was written. So first we must believe according to the Scriptures. And once we believe, then the reality of the resurrection begins to be revealed to us in our life as it was on to Paul. He knew, he had, as he goes on, he says that he knew that it was Jesus Christ. It was the reality of the resurrection that brought forth change in his life. He was the Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was trained up in religion. He was as deep in it as he could possibly get. And then he has an encounter with Jesus Christ. And the reality of the resurrection power of God shows up in his life and it brings transformation in his mind it brings transformation in his priorities he went from destroying anyone who was trying to follow the way to building up and establishing churches in different regions preaching christ and every time he had the opportunity giving his personal testimony of the encounter that he had with jesus christ Dan, go, go over for our listeners we want to build in it this week to Galatians chapter 1. Go to Galatians chapter 1. Why he, he emphasized, he got, this, he got this proof according to Scripture, right? In Galatians chapter 1, and let's just read that this morning for our listeners uh, uh, from verse 12. Verse 12. 12. For I neither received it from man, yeah. nor was I taught it. But it came through yeah. the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
for you heard of my former conduct in <laughs> Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy <laughs> it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God who Ooh, separated separate. me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. You can stop there, mm-hmm. Dan. How powerful that is. Galatians chapter 1, as you're reading from verse 12 now, is, is a continuation of what Paul is teaching, that he did not come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ by men. It was not taught to him by men, but through what? Revelation. He got it through the revelation of God to his son Jesus Christ. And we know that because he tells us then in Acts chapter 9. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, 3 to 8. What he, let's look at how. He, he's just sh- sharing the fact. And we need to have this. We need to have this background of our faith. Acts chapter 9, starting at verse 3. Yeah. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus. That's when he met him. Whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So this occurrence happened after what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. After the 40 days that he was here. And Paul is doing some terrible thing. And he tells you that he was doing nothing good. He was doing some terrible thing. He says, uh, for, I, for you have heard, in verse 13, of my former conduct. It wasn't good. It was in Judaism. And I persecuted the church of God beyond measure. It wasn't little. He says, I was terrible. I was just doing awful things against those who believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, But it all changed when Jesus revealed himself to Paul. That's it. So powerful there. Go ahead. Yeah, because we all know if we go back to our moment, of salvation, you know, people encouraged us, people gave us good advice and good counsel along the way, but it wasn't until the Spirit of God, it wasn't until due season came that we really had the reality. Yeah, that's why it says due It was an encounter with the Holy Spirit. There was the reality of the resurrection, what met us in a place. Because yeah. good advice, yeah, is good or whatever, but it can't bring forth the necessary change. It's by the Spirit. That's why Paul, he said, he said, it wasn't taught to me by by man. man. It came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he took the time to expound on the revelation because he went away to to study. study. Yes. 
and he was away studying for a period of time. It tells us in verse 18 of Galatians chapter 1, then after three years, three years. I went up yeah. to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. So he took three years of intense time of study with the word, with the same scriptures that he was working to contradict yeah. his whole being up until this point. He went back over and by revelation through oh. the Holy Spirit, then he was in the position that he was with full confidence to be able to go forth when people didn't think that he was truly converted, when people didn't want to attach themselves to him because they thought that it was a setup. He had the assurance by revelation. He had the reality of his testimony that it was what it was, that Jesus Christ was the truth. And everything up to that point in his life was a deception. The religion was a deception. He entered now into this relationship by the Spirit through the revelation, the reality of the power of the resurrection. And we could all go back to that place in our life where we say, yes, yeah, so-and-so may have been trying to lead us in the right direction for five years, 10 years, 20 years, but it never worked until the season. season. Yes. Until the time where the reality of the resurrection, I don't want to say hit us, but yes. was fully revealed to us and brought us to our right mind, brought us back to ourself like the prodigal son. It's that he came to himself. He was in the far country, and he came to himself of what his position was in his father's house. He came to himself. So we all must have our own experience, our own testimony, then it is undisputable. And that's where we launch, therefore, and go forth, and are able to spread the gospel, the good news of what he did for us. And then uh, uh, over in Galatians, which is so uh, interested here, that, and we can learn from Paul here. He says in verse 16, he says, I res- I, I, it, he says, this was revealed to me. God revealed his son in me that I may preach him among Gentiles. And here's what he said. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. So he said, I did not immediately go seek advice from mortal men. But I go by myself to Arabia. And be quiet there, studying the word of God. And I mu- he must have been asking God a lot of questions for those three years to fully understand and grasp the, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we could learn that we're not supposed so quick to ask men, what if you believe God talked to me or he says, you think all this thing that I've seen on Damascus Road is real? You think I was in my sound mind? You, we might get some wrong advice. So he says, I did not go seek this out until I am fully convinced, fully persuaded, then I was ready to go up to Jerusalem where the Christian are. The, the no going back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was at that place 
after he took that time, he's like, there's no going back. Right. So he could go now into the presence of people who didn't think like he thought because right. he was fully established. He had full assurance that he wasn't going back. And sure they came at him. Mm-hmm. Sure that the, the nobles came at him. So many people was at him because of who he was. Mm-hmm. That because they know him differently. And this guy, is he really for real? You know, a guy was a murderer, a persecutor, a zealous, now talking about Jesus Christ. Is he for real? So Paul has to really know it. People name us by where they met us at. I was thinking about that recently. People name you by where they met you at in your life. You know, some of them may call you, oh, you're the daughter or son or so-and-so. Some may call you by this name, by that name, but it's where you were at that point in your life. If one place they called you, um, you know, by a nickname and then another place in your life they began calling you by your proper name or a different title, like if if whatever based off of your career or what, what you're doing during that time. So people will call you by what they met you by. That's why people who know each other for a long time, sometimes they'll still use the nicknames. Um, from childhood and stuff, but then people who came along later and met that person as Dr. So-and-so, they don't know the nickname. They don't know where, where that came from. They know they named them by where they met them right. in life. So Paul, he was being named by people who met him in different places during life because after he began to establish the kingdom of God and he was proactive in the things of God, they weren't calling him by Saul anymore. They weren't calling him of the Pharisees anymore. They were calling him like a father onto them because of what he was doing in the work of God. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Will and Duff with Keller Williams Space Coast Realty is a friendly, knowledgeable, active, and accessible real estate agent here in Brevard County. Keller Williams is known for real estate services all across the world, and Wayland specializes in helping buyers purchase the right place to call home, as well as helping sellers market and negotiate the sale of their single-family home, condo, vacant land, or business. Wayland Duff can be reached at 321-536-5973 or visit waylandduff.kw.com. Wayland Duff with Keller Williams Space Coast Realty is your local realtor who provides all you need and the time you deserve to get your real estate purchased or sold.